0: Welcome to it. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we this evening? Good to see all of you. I, full house tonight. I wasn't expecting all this. You know, I, I was expecting to come in here and just sit down with Bruce, and then all of a sudden I, I talked to you about an hour ago, Marty, and you said you'd be on, and then lo and behold, we're joined by Ned as well. Great to have a... Uh, um. you know, I, uh, great to have an English crowd in here tonight. Kind of calm us down a little bit because we've been going off the handle for the last couple of days. So it's always nice oh. to have you English guys in here to kind of bring us back down to the uh, to it's the our ground turn level. To rant, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, before God. before we start, um, I, I'd like to let you guys know something. I was declared a hero today. Were you playing um, the Mario that- Brothers or something? No, was it a, no. A variety of <laughs> chocolates made by Cabris. Nope, nope. I was declared <laughs> okay. a hero by my gym, if you can believe it. Oh, I they see. sent me a little card and everything with my name on it.
1: Ah,
0: okay. Because oh, that's, I, that's because excellent. I stuck, yeah, because I stuck with them during the uh, the uh,
1: <clears throat> lockdowns and I kept my uh-huh. membership up and I didn't cancel. And indeed, oh. to to say? them, and I know Ned does this as well. Anyone who supported their local businesses wherever possible throughout this whole farce is a hero. Um, so yeah, your you Jim's right to um give you that honorific.
0: Yeah, they uh they they're giving me um uh, free drinks for a year. Yeah, so I get free drinks at all the uh, at the cafe and everything for a year. Uh, mm-hmm. I get fifteen uh, percent off of all products if I want to purchase something there. So you know uh you know be it like bags or towels or uh, something from like supplements or something like that. So I get fifteen percent off. I also get um uh, I can give a one month pass to a person of my choice. Uh, for nothing, so they can go in there but and get uh, a month free Does it come with training. fights
1: and accommodation? Yes. That's no, sake,
0: that's no. That's no. Blast. but after <laughs> December 31st of 2023, I am considered to be an all-time hero. So I get oh, to wow. keep this card with my little name on it, and I can flash it anytime I uh, want any of these services, and they'll take care of me.
1: That's nice stuff. <laughs> that, that's that, awful that, nice That's of. really good. But I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the last time I went to the gym, I, I overdid it. I used every single machine. I had uh, chocolate. a flake. I had some crisps a <laughs> hot chocolate. Yeah, a couple of donuts while you were there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, donut machine. We don't have
0: one of those. in our No, gym. no donut machine. No, no. My gym has a cafe right next to the right next to the work right next to the treadmills, the cross trainers, and the exercise understood. bikes. They, I've never cafe understood
2: there. some of those menus, some of those cafes have, that you look at it and you give it it shouldn't really be eating some of this stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) well they have they have like uh coffees obviously and you know you can order drinks if you want uh but you know people don't sit in it's not i mean it's not like a bar you don't sit in there and get drunk but you know you order your whatever and you, you can order a sandwich you can order uh some pastas you can order salads yogurts fruits all that the usual like health food stuff and occasionally just occasionally they do have some Damn good cheesecake, just occasionally. Of course, like I said, it's right next to the treadmills and the um, uh, the cross trainers and the exercise bikes. So after you get done, you don't have
1: far to go to work it all off. Oh yeah, with a bucket. Well, I am now four stone, whatever that is in pounds. Where is it, Ned? Come on, how many pounds? Four stone. stone? Yeah, that's fifty six. 56 pounds that's what i thought it was you're 56 pounds that's not possible i'm 56 pounds lighter than i was two years ago oh
0: okay i was gonna say there's no way looking at you like that there's no way you're 56 pounds
1: uh no (laughs) there's a rather um, small version of him he's in a doll's house i I achieved this (laughs) i achieved this by putting a mirror inside the fridge so that every time i opened it I could see myself. No, so the, losing weight, getting fit is is incredibly important for mental health as well as physical health. And um, I just can't wait for this Sunday, which is going to be one of the first days we can get back to my karate training. And we'll be doing it in the open air in groups of no more than six. But at least we can go and do it now without getting arrested or harassed uh, and uh, those kind of things. I would love to see
0: the... Uh, the- Strapping young police officers that come around to try and arrest all of you
1: guys when you're doing a a karate training. I would really like to see that. Ah, but because we're upstanding citizens and law abiding, we would of course just comply with the police officers' wishes. Um is this before or or after you'd have to call the EMS to have him picked up off the floor? (laughs) 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 Anyway. All right. How are you, Bruce? You haven't asked Bruce how he is. He hasn't said it. I was waiting for you to do it. How are you, Bruce? healthier life doing well excellent thank you and by the way you referred to ned and i as english earlier on we are in fact british ned (laughs) ned is actually more welsh and i've recently found out that i'm more irish um, oh yeah (laughs) which came as as a bit of disappointment northern or southern Um, probably southern we were we were probably horse traders Southern. Well, isn't that isn't that like blasphemy
0: or something? Are you are you, aren't you considered to be like a you know an outcast now or something? Isn't that how that works over no. there?
1: Well, we'll come on to that. We'll, we'll 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 cover that in a minute or two. I'm sure. I believe it was one of the things we were going to talk about. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I wanted to talk about Northern Ireland uh, and
0: what's going on up there. It's been kicking off for the last couple of days up there about... I thought this was something along the lines of the usual uh, Catholic-Protestant divide that we've been talking about here at Nauseam for... Or excuse me, that we've been talking about here for the last three years on and off when we discuss... Well, it kind
1: of is. It kind of is when it all boils down to it um, because... The hard border that has now been put in between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, because we couldn't get any kind of real agreement or leeway from the EU, is causing a lot of problems for businesses in in the North. And as such, because they've got a very obvious recent history of violent protest from both sides of the sectarian divide, uh, it just so happens that this time it's loyalist Protestants that are complaining with petrol bombs about the situation that's happened as a result of Brexit. So it still is kind of along sectarian lines because the South are happy. They'd be happier if they were ruled directly from Rome, of course. Um, but in the meantime, I guess being Brussels ruled from will have to do. Yeah, Brussels will have to do. Yeah. Oh, Essentially, still another Catholic country Spain, Catholic country, France, Catholic country. Um, Germany, you know, well, yeah, to to a larger degree, but of of course it, it is a bit more sectarian. Um, yeah, you, you do Germany.
0: have any? Yeah, you do have a. Uh, it's a large uh, contingent, rather, if you if you will, of uh, Protestants here. So you're usually the the two predominant religions, if
1: if you will, are Catholic and and Protestant. Those are usually the the top two. One of the reasons I wanted to get back on tonight is because I've noticed in the last couple of. Uh, recordings that you guys have done. You've talked about religion and the role of uh, the Christian. Um, oh, you're going to you're going to get world. him
0: all stirred up. You're going to get him all stirred up. All right, Bruce. Uh, no, I, it, I know that's
1: what this is. Right? No, no. I just wish I'd have been in on those because I I would have put a counterpoint to it. We don't want to be in an echo chamber, do we, guys? And I've said it many times. I'm I'm a person of faith. I have beliefs. I just despise formal religion. And it's always the same. When Once you put a name on something, they can use that name to divide you and rule you. So it's so much better just to say, I'm a believer, rather than I'm a Catholic, I'm a Protestant, I'm a Lutheran, I'm an evangelist, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Jew. All of those things, as soon as you put a label on it, it enables somebody to control you to a certain extent. And... The reason I've mentioned this is because the situation in Northern Ireland at the moment, with these riots going on, the old loyalist paramilitaries that were originally probably instrumental in kicking off the Troubles by persecuting Catholics, (laughs) then stood against the Catholics and worked with the Royal Ulster Constabulary, as it was then called, the RUC, to fight the IRA. But... Both sides of the coin are still illegal organisations. You know, the, the loyalist paramilitaries and the republican paramilitaries are, and always have been, illegal organisations. But what's happening in Northern Ireland at the moment is still down sectarian lines and the paramilitary are behind it. The the way in which they've organised and turned up with milk crates full of petrol bombs to throw at the police force is um, is pretty disgraceful.
2: Well, if you think about it, The idea is uh, who's behind it. If they can get the loyalists to fight against and disagree with their own government, that's one step in the direction of being a unified Ireland.
1: It's not even as if they're actually um, disagreeing with their own government, because as far as I'm aware, the devolved government in Northern Ireland hasn't sat for quite some time. Um, But the... I've forgotten the name of the party now. Shenfei? No, the Ulster Unionist Party, something DP. The Conservatives had to have uh, UDP, um, sorry. Yeah. As that they had to have with you know, within their ranks to to actually make a government whilst Theresa May, the only way that they could make a government um was by having these unionists MPs as a coalition. And so really the um and, and they were always pro Brexit, but really the, the the issue is not with the government, it's with the EU. But what are they going to do? Are they going to get on small boats, go across to Brussels and petrol bomb things there? No, they're, they're going to do what they always do, their default setting, which is to throw rocks, stones, petrol bombs, and the occasional bullet at police. I've never quite understood that
2: um, destroying your own infrastructure where you live is going to get you anywhere.
3: It's like it watching TV.
1: Work. I, I watch I watched TV quite a lot. I love TV. Johnny hasn't got a television, so he keeps telling me. But I watch a lot of TV and it have, really annoys I me. I have two TVs.
0: I just never watch actually I have three TVs, but
1: four technically, but I just don't watch them. Think of all the resources you've wasted. Anyway. You're not gonna win this one, Jay.
0: Now think of all the <laughs> think of all the resources that I've
1: saved. Now
0: you're looking at it the other you're looking at it in the opposite way. Think of all the resources that I've saved because the reason I say that is because each one of those is in a different room. And each one of those are TVs that I have bought and I've saved because I haven't thrown them away to cause environmental harm because they still work. But I've upgraded each time and I've found a use and, for and each. And you saved somebody else
1: watching one. them. Exactly. If I may, if I may continue, because I'm sorry, it I'm not, sorry. Sounds <laughs> like I just mentioned TVs completely spuriously. Ned said it's, he never understood how people damaging their own infrastructure and their own communities as a protest. I've been watching a lot of TV, and a lot of these dramas. When someone gets angry, they wreck their own living room. They throw glasses at mirrors and turn over tables and those kind of things. And I'm like, I don't care how angry I ever got. I would not do that because I know it would be me that has to clear it clear it up afterwards. Exactly. I'd, I'd rather direct my ire at the cause of my at the anger. Irish. Oh, yeah? you know, no, I'm not. I'm not even angry with the Irish for once. Do you know, I've just bought a boat, and if some of them want to lift across to Brussels, I I can at least take four or five. Why don't you um, just nip
2: across to America and go in through the Southwest? There's millions of them walking
1: in that way. You could,
0: you could, or you could just drop them off at the French border.
1: But there's. Uh, it's only, it's only a fourteen foot boat, mate. I'm I'm not going to make it across the Atlantic.
0: I've seen oh, well. I've seen people come across the English Channel from from France over to you know Nigel Farage did that uh, the thing. He, he saw a couple of them coming across in a skip that actually capsized. Oh, a skip? Or do you mean a skiff? Did I say skip? Sk- skiff. <laughs> you said skip. skiff? Sorry, skiff. Sorry. In the
1: United Kingdom, a skip is a large metal container used to put your refuge. Um, yeah, so, Nigel yeah. Farage. Is that, is that really what you... I, yeah, Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what else do you want to talk about?
0: Well, I was going down through uh, this uh, this thing about uh, Northern Ireland, and they're talking about, I guess, the uh, in response to four nights of violence in Northern Ireland between British loyalists and Irish nationalists, leaders are calling for peace. The unrest is in part due to the rising tensions over post-Brexit trade rules and worsening relations between Belfast political parties. Uh, so apparently they want to calm down and, and knock it all off. So, I mean, that, that's a that's a good thing. But, I mean, that'll stop the uh, the brick lobbing, the uh, the Molotov cocktails, the fireworks, uh, and, and all of that. Someone's only trying to make a bark. All their businesses have been shut. They can sell
2: the odd bottle of petrol as an extra.
1: Making <laughs> I, a bomb. I don't think it's Excuse that. I think, I think it's um, stuff that used to freely travel across that border between the north and the south. Is no longer travelling freely. And, is this about um, Guinness? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't really drink Guinness very much. Do you know, do you know actually where there is, the, their 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 estate is?
2: Where they live? One of their biggest estates, where they actually live. It's not in Ireland. It, is it, is it in
1: Norfolk? By any chance, they own they own Elveden. Elveden, yeah, yeah. They own Elveden in Norfolk. It's a, that is a beautiful part of of my home county, um, forested. The odd lake here and there, river running through the River Thet. Good for them, I would say. I'm not that bothered about Guinness, but Bushmills, but that's made in the north of which is a whiskey. Is is made in the north, so that, you know. I had a friend cool. of mine tell me once.
0: I I, I was at a. Uh... <laughs> I was at a, uh, I was at a party and uh, a friend of mine who was there from Ireland, from Southern Ireland, he's uh, Catholic, Irish Catholic. And he said, he orders up a whiskey at the, uh, at the bar there. And he says, yeah, I'd like a, like a whiskey. And he says, um, what do you have? And he goes, uh, I'd like Jameson's. And he goes, we don't have Jameson's. He, he just kind of looked at him and he says, what do you have? And he says, is Bushmills okay? And he says, nah, it's Protestant whiskey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there you go. You see, there's a... <laughs> There's a story about, uh, this is Scottish related, about Glasgow and Celtic uh, supporters at a football game. So uh, it's a long story. I'll cut it short. Basically, this big guy, this big Catholic, keeps sending this little Protestant to go and get him a Bovril. And every time he, he says, wait a minute, leave your shoe. So he leaves his shoe. And when he comes back, there's a great big steaming jobby in his shoe. So he gives the guy the Bovril. And he drinks it. And he says, go go and get us another Bovril, you wee bastard. Like this. And he says, hey, other shoe. So he takes his shoe off, gives him it. He comes back. Same again. Huge, big, steaming turd in the guy's shoe. And uh, at the end, the guy's walking out, squelching out in his shoes. Big crowd around, uh, moved all the way around from him because he stinks. And this allows a reporter to get in. And the reporter says to him, I want to ask you a question about uh, football violence and, and sectarian violence. And he says, there'll always be sectarian violence as long as they shit in our shoes and we pesh in their bovril. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. And uh, I just had to get that one out. That I, I have to give credit to the man who first told that, which was Billy Colony. Yep. Colony, hard name to say when you're totally breaking nice. the teeth in for the dog. Yeah.
0: You were doing that on the last
1: podcast, breaking the teeth in for the dog. I've got more than one dog. How is Reggie? Reggie's fine. Reggie's fine. He, he's um he's a typical teenager. He just tries to hump everything apart from me, which is fine, but everyone else in the house. Reggie actually speaks with Prince Charles's accent. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, does TV show, the TV Win- show <laughs> The Windsors. Reggie's like, yeah, yeah, it's a prima notte, me first. Yes, you little filly there. And he'll just try and hump anybody's leg, but not me which is good because I wouldn't like that. Well so that's good. I wouldn't I'm- even be humped by a dog. No, no I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm that alpha. That so I'd not let it happen. All right. I well I can't wait till he meets you because I, spe- I am really- <laughs> spe- speaking of speaking of being an
0: alpha, let's talk about the uh, the big Russian bear, shall we? Let's talk about the uh He's been quiet for a while. Yeah, but he's not really quiet. He's not really quiet. Uh, Putin is moving a large contingent of military equipment into the border with Ukraine. And I mean a lot. I've been Mm -hmm. watching over the last week videos of, and I'm talking train cars that are miles long, of tanks, There's been a lot of dialogue between Russia and China. There has
2: been.
1: you know that? Yes, there has been quite a lot of it. When you so say "dialog," do you mean agreement on a political level? So, so uh, a reaffiliation of the whole communist type thing? Or more trade, more trade, trade,
2: more
0: connections. Yeah, yeah. I see. Honestly, I think that, that could go to a larger point because uh, the Chinese, it's its quite interesting what they were doing yesterday. I, I saw this, I saw reports, and it's difficult to get information out of China, but what China's doing with uh, their TV networks now, they're starting to, you know how they put like the blurred faces on people when you're watching, whether it's like a reality thing or whatever, it's surveillance footage or something, and they were doing a report on it?
1: Oh, is that well, what it is? I thought that was just my diabetes. <laughs> No, okay.
0: this is what they're. This is what China is doing with Western products now. So if someone's wearing, say, for example, a uh, a Nike shirt or um, some Adidas shoes or uh, drinking a uh, a beverage from a, a non-woke company, not including Coca Cola, any of these, then these products are now
1: blurred out. So basically, anyone who goes to the gym, chavs in the UK, and People who need energy drinks, they're, they're being blotted out, yeah? I suppose so.
0: Well, yeah, more than that, though, it's it's people that are in China that are wearing these products. They're no longer allowing those products to be shown on their television.
1: But you remember our friend, our friend Frank Chant, who um, spent quite a bit of time out in China? Yeah. Um, he, would, he would have it that their main hobby is shopping. That's what they do. They've got massive in the in the built up areas in in the conurbated cities they've got these massive shopping malls which are full of western products and that's what they do that's how they they've incentivized their middle classes although you'd think in a communist country you wouldn't, you'd have a classless society, but far from it. It's not a communist country. It's a, it's a, it's not a
0: communist country. It's a regime. It's it's a, well, it's a capitalist, it's a crony capitalist society is what it is. I mean, those are not, those are not real communists any more than the the Nazis were real socialists. That's
1: that's all they aspire to. They aspire to having the nice watch, the nice, uh, you know, I I had to write a piece on, on uh, why we buy things uh, for a, a university course I was doing some time back, and I and I looked at the Arab world and how they display their wealth. It used to be uh, a finer Arabian stallion, a bejeweled sword, a filigreed gold rifle, and a nice bisht and and kandora and shamag. As they sat there, that's how they demonstrated their wealth and their worth. But now it's the Ferrari or the Land Cruiser, it's the Rolex watch, it's the designer clothes when they're not in national costume, and it's exactly the same in China. They're not all wandering around in pyjamas anymore, like uh, in in the day of Chairman Mao. They're all wearing Prada and Gucci and Coco Chanel, but those are the ones in the city. Those are their middle classes. The people out who are actually trying to feed them, uh, of course, are, are still wearing the, the rags that they were, Tracked up in. Uh, before we get too off topic, uh,
0: I want to uh, come back to the Ukraine. Now you said that you had a you said you had a take on what this could possibly mean with Russia moving in. Now I'm almost certain that Russia has a water problem. Now I don't know that for 100, percent but that seems to be what the rumor is at the moment. Is that Russia has a fresh water problem? The Chinese also have a fresh water problem. Uh, and I think you say you you wanted to uh, get into something about Australia with that. The Chinese also have a food problem. There's a lot to consider here when it comes to resources. One of the things that was going on with the Chinese was uh, they were going into the Punjab because that was a source of fresh water for them. And that didn't turn out too well for them. Same thing with um, uh, the Kashmir, because that little border right there with China, that's another spot for fresh water for China, for some of their, uh, their regions there. If Russia is going on to a war footing, I mean, And we're talking about a lot of military vehicles here. I mean, I've been looking at satellite images and stuff over the last 24, 48 hours that they've been putting out. And this is a massive buildup. I mean, we're talking a a massive buildup the likes of Germany before they marched across France in 14 days, that kind of buildup. What could possibly be the reason for this? Because this is more than just what Putin is calling an exercise, right? I'm doing the air quotes, exercise. So there was meant to be an exercise there. We've got NATO exercises coming up. And uh, I mean, th- this could get out of hand really quickly. So, what do you think, in your opinion, Marty? What, what do you think is is the play for Russia here? You said that there's a another
1: port that they're looking to possibly acquire. Well, the Black Sea port of Odessa uh, is is inside the Ukraine, and it used to be a major Russian, or sorry, a major Soviet port. And of course, that gives access to the Black Sea. It means they can support their other naval installation in Syria, which It begins with T, doesn't it? Tartus. Tartus, yeah. And of course, that gives them the access and control into the Med. Obviously, passing through the Bosphorus, Turkey being a NATO member may well be of some use, but I, I very much doubt it. But there's an old saying, if you want peace, prepare for war. And Russia has always been prepared for war. So when it masses these troops on the Ukrainian border, there is not a damn thing anyone is going to do about it when they slowly creep fully over and, and, and take control because it is such a large army. It is such a, a large-scale problem to deal with. And with your government now in the hand of the loony left, no one's going to have the, the stomach for it. So they will take Ukraine within the next few months. There's no doubt about it. I wouldn't just say the Yanks have got the loony left in their
2: pocket. They might paint themselves blue in our country, but they're pretty damn liberal here, yeah, definitely. And oh. you said the right word. You said the yeah. right word before, woke. It's everywhere. Yeah. And the trouble is, where I mean, that that started years ago, the Afro-Caribbean thing, whereas nowadays it seems to be the word of the well-off black or Caucasian or whatever color you want to be professing to do insane and doing the right for social justice but just causing a lot of mayhem and a lot of bad decisions
1: and yeah we've got and, it, um, it you you look at these mass produced politicians that we've got in in our government that have got their degree in history and politics from end of name of university here and none of uh, them are a voice of the people.
0: I'm, I'm uh, just, I'm just on that point right there. You say they've got degrees in history. Well, if they've got degrees in history, they must have gotten them out of a crackerjack box because they don't understand a damn bit of it.
1: Well, I didn't realise until quite late in life why we learn history. Um, we learn history uh, as as a subject in schools because it allows us to use our analytical skills. It allows us to take some information analyze that information and work out why things happened and what might happen in the future so yes uh, i agree they may have studied history but history always repeats itself because no one was listening in the first place so this is history is, what is uh, history, history
2: is there to tell you yes the reoccurring foibles of the human nature because it is there
1: and you if you I'm want gonna, to sidestep them, it'd be good. But I'm, I'm okay. going to sound woke now, but history is, and no one's going to argue with me on this one, written by the victors. Oh, so yeah. the version of history that we get shoved down our throats within schools, colleges, and universities is tainted by victory, by the people who won the situation. However, Johnny alerted me to this some time ago, and we've talked about it, and I think you said something about it as well, Ned, the way in which... The Soviet Union and China have infiltrated our universities as lecturers. We're now getting their version of history put over to students. They're being asked to question everything about their own culture, about anything that their country should should be proud of or perhaps shouldn't be proud of. And this is filtered through now into our politicians because we've got people of 30, 40, 50, 60 years old that have been Exposed to that kind of. It's been going on a long time. Yeah. And it, yeah. Uh, it's been going on a
2: seriously long time. And Starting it's got to a 50s. point where yeah. they actually believe what they're doing. And if you can get people to that point that sit in most of the bureaucratic positions and they believe what they're doing, they will just. I mean, that is why your media has got, well, not just yours, our media, the media is so controlled. I mean, I thought your police, I mean, they're they having a bit of a hard time. A lot of them are actually resigning in certain places, aren't they? Because of the situations. I mean, in this country, I found something out the other day, which I, which actually quite saddened me. Because I, you're looking into social media and there's this, it, I mean, I always look down medical sides and things like that. And I was wondering why, what was happening in Norway. And they were looking, they were doing a slight change before because they had a load of adults over 70 dying when they were given the vaccination they thought oh hang on we shouldn't just dish it out now they've made a law that or they've made it standard that they actually individually check them out medically yeah they're elderly good point yeah in this country on twitter there was an elderly gentleman i won't give his name he was 74 he um went on to Twitter and he went on to Facebook and said, yeah, I'm having a serious, I actually, I feel like, you know, I've got, had two, three days of this. They said it might feel bad, but I actually felt like I was dying and what name, and he was putting real events across. He wasn't doing anything against anything. It was the actual truth. And they um, warned him, and then they wanted to cancel his account. But before he managed to cancel his account on Facebook, he started to get hate remarks from people saying, you can't say that. You might stop people taking, but they have the choice to or not. You might stop people taking it and they might die. They didn't cancel those remarks, but they canceled him. And then he got oh, a visit. And then he got a visit by guess who? The police. The police. And this was in Humberside. And when they visited him and he went, well, this ain't right. And he's going to court with this. They said, you've said some remarks or whatever. He goes, Yeah, well, I'm allowed to. And the thing is, apparently it's called a non-criminal hate situation. And they actually teach that now in police college. And that wow. was what the police said. They said, we have to respond to this because we have now been advised that way.
1: And that's Be- in this country. Before we um go back to the actual subject that we were talking about, which, because everything you've said is important and it has made me think of something that I've been listening to on the news today. But before we go back to talking about Ukraine, there was a, a woman... Uh, she's been on the radio. They've. It's almost like Greta Thunberg has been sort of wheeled out to say something. This woman is the sister of a man who died after having the vaccine. He was 35 and healthy, but he developed blood clots immediately after and died. Because she's a pharmacist, she's out there saying, I believe in the medicine. I am resentful that this has happened to my brother, but... but- she's still encouraging everybody to get vaccinated. And it just smells to me of, um, well, yeah, yeah. How much are they paying her? Uh, You know, how much are they paying her to to be wheeled out on radio, on the news, on TV, to to say this line just to...
2: I don't know. She might have gone up there and gone, look, you've got a choice. I'm going to sue somebody's ass off and make it very legal and
1: very noisy or you pay me and then what do you want me to say? if she's clever enough and, and let's face it there are people around you who, who are that cynical to be able to do it um well but i mean how many different when it comes faces to can you put on wokeness it? and the the rest of it well with with our politicians with the people who would make the decision to mobilize nato to stand against the U, uh, stand against russia in the defence of ukraine they can't do it because they're not part of nato for a start yet They want to be, but they're not part of NATO yet. And it would be such a large task, a huge war, massive amount of loss of life, and possibly even the nuclear option. So no one's got the stomach for it. So you can bet that the Russian bear, when it flexes its muscles, it's now come out of hibernation, it's pulled the twigs out of its ass, and is going to take Ukraine. They will take it. There's just no two ways about it. None of us have got, the stomach for
3: that kind of fight. Well, we have the what what is it? The uh, uh start treaty uh that was uh, agreed upon back in 2009 between Russia and the United States. Before that, we had a treaty back in 1993, 1995 somewhere in there, uh between uh the United States, China, France, the UK and Russia. They all basically said that Ukraine was ukraine uh kazakhstan yeah, and yeah. uh belarus uh were all individual states in- if you will. independent
2: states and that uh, they yeah. have to be left as yes that's very yeah
3: true. well that treaty has since expired but we've said we would keep up with it if you go off of what uh, the last uh administration that had to deal with ukraine situation which was uh obama if you look at what they did they sent blankets over to the ukraine in the middle of russia sending over tanks and whatnot and and taking half like you know a, a portion of the country. Putin has uh, passed laws that basically allow him to run for two more terms and he's also said back in 2014 we agreed uh, with Ukraine but there was a new state on the, uh, the east that rose up and we were doing dealings with that uh, state. Well we had an agreement a, a mutual
1: defense pact with Poland and I once had an argument with a, a very significant Spaniard in my life because he said that Britain started World War II, okay? Because Come again. Germany Yeah, 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 yeah. This erupted about 2.30 in the morning and uh, the I nearly... What kind of conversation comes up at 2.30 in the morning like that? One after I'd just beaten him for the first time ever at chess. Basically, he said, yeah... Britain started the Second World War by declaring war on Germany. I said, no, Germany invaded Poland. It was the we incident. Were, yes, yes. Yeah, and we were honour-bound to declare war. Um, but, but so what said, we but, didn't start what, the war.
2: Yeah, but it's a, a black and white logic
1: path, isn't it? And, and we actually said we'd Yeah, war. well, <laughs> I, I was on the 52nd floor, and he, he nearly... Uh, learned to see if he could ev- evolve wings in that time. But anyway, was this these a, agreements? Was this, was this during your tenure in uh in, in the United
0: Arab Emirates? It was, yeah. yeah. Now just checking because some strange things happen on those those top floors like that. You know, people just well, the, come the out on those balconies in the middle yeah, of the day.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, we saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was none of that going on. But these agreements mean absolutely diddly squat to despot rulers like Putin. They mean nothing to the head of the Chinese Communist Party. I can't even remember his name. I really should. I've perhaps demanded Xi Jinping. These agreements are little more than toilet paper to them. They'll agree anything to get uh sanctions lifted or to get trade deals or to get a discount on whatever they're buying from the West at the time. But when they want something they will just take it because they have massive armies and we doesn't have doesn't that doesn't that actually armies. sound like democracy
2: doesn't it like i mean on whatever scale it they're all stalling points until they get what they want and go for what they want they just build things up well i mean that's what happens in the
1: political situation in america yeah but democracy I mean, can be described as two wolves and a lamb discussing what to have for dinner
0: uh huh. Now, now this is like this is interesting because you're talking about the uh, uh, the nonsense agreements to get whatever you want, but at the end. It's just going to be a massive, you know, who's got the bigger, uh, who's got the bigger military, and they're going to take what they want. And as soon as you say that, the first thing that comes to my mind, because the argument you you referenced there about uh, Britain starting the war, the first thing that comes to my mind was he referencing the fact of the uh, Treaty of Non-Aggression that Neville Chamberlain had himself
1: when he. I have back. in my He's- hand a piece of <laughs> yes. paper. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And he waved uh-huh. it around exactly. And of course, as soon as he got back and had done that, in went the Panzers to the Sudetenland, mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm. Into Poland, they stalled. Exactly, it's a stalling point. The whole That's thing all about. the whole thing is the whole art of warfare is deception. Yeah, and um, if you can deceive your enemy into thinking you're going to do something else, uh, then you've achieved your aim. So, uh, you know, the United States, everybody got complacent. France used to have a massive uh, standing army, and 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 so did the other countries of Europe, and and our navy. Particularly, and and our army um, were big enough to to deal with global problems, but we've become complacent since NATO and allowed um, America to become the world's policeman. And um, you know, no, you guys, the American foreign policy has been the cause of most of the trouble in the Middle East. And no argument. Um, and it's, it's all being driven to keep – or was all being driven to keep the price of oil high. Um, but, of course, now um, all of those uh, – what did you call them? Disruptive technologies that the elite have had time to invest in are becoming – well, yeah, no. They've, they've got control of those now. Well, so oil not so important. Yes and no. See, the, I,
0: I would I would argue that solar, wind, and electric cars, those are not disruptive technologies. Those are old technologies that they've brought up through the progress that we've made, and they're calling them new. They're not. That's not no, the kind no. of disruptive. When I say dex- disruptive technology, that's not the kind of stuff I'm talking about. When I say disruptive technology, I'm talking about stuff like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Bruce, graphene. That's a. Disruptive technology, um, the um, the smartphones, for example, right? And I've made this reference before. Smartphones,
2: molecular level, yeah. That's these right. were
0: these were developed and patented back in the in the early 80s, but we didn't see them until the last 10 years or so, 10, 15 years or so. Uh, And that's because these were disruptive technologies. They would have opened Pandora's box, and they would have allowed the information to flow at a higher rate back then when we were children, and they wouldn't be in this position now. Reason being, the reason I say that is because, and I made this point the other day, these uh, elites, if you want to call them that, I call them scum, but these elites, if you want to uh, refer to them like that. They had to wait. Same thing with the, the dealings that they've got with like China and, and all the rest of them. They had to wait. And the reason they had to wait, they had to wait to pull this wokeness crap, this, this yeah. nonsense, until the greatest generation was gone. The generation of our parents, of our grandparents that fought the Nazis and fought the Japanese during the Second World War. They wouldn't have put up with this kind of stuff. They wouldn't have put up with this kind of stuff. If this kind of if this kind of behavior would have happened back in the fifties, these people would have been locked in an institution, in a padded room and and been whacked up with thorazine because it's just so insane. So they had to wait until the greatest generation was gone. I agree. It's a sad thing, but they got to do the slow it's a
2: very slow war. Of changing the outlook and the idea of a generation, then the next generation. Once you've got two generations living in a certain way with acceptance and everything, you're starting to get what you want. And they're working on a third generation with COVID. Well, they are. Yeah. And it's starting to accelerate because the acceptance of everything. I mean, this is where, I mean, mean, they've totally bummed everything up. They've actually just messed it up where people aren't thinking on an individual level they're not even thinking about their health and that is one of the major things that they've done with everybody if you individually had good health and looked after yourself you wouldn't even blink at this corona it's i mean covid these viruses have been around for eternity basically on some level or whatever we are becoming more susceptible you said it you said something about oh hang on somebody died that was healthy no the people that they said, well, why did they die? Because they were healthy. They weren't healthy. You can actually be strong. You can actually be whatever physically out there. But if your immune system isn't up to scratch, you're buggered. I'm afraid it starts within yourself at your gut level and works outwards. And if you could look the piece if you're not the piece you're going to fall over and that's it and and there's a lot there's a lot more to it like you say those people the generations before us the older ones they could eat what they want but they didn't eat it to the excess that
1: these generations have been doing it and they couldn't they couldn't afford it half the time they couldn't afford to eat the unhealthy diet that Yeah, but they didn't know. But even when
2: they could, they didn't because they were of a mindset. I mean, you look at Easter. When I was growing up, Easter was a lot different. It's like a a chocolate swimming pool now. Wasn't for me this year for the first time. (laughs) It's just mental. I'll tell you what, all the um, supermarkets were sold out.
1: Well, I got uh, a lint Easter bunny as my Easter chocolate. Um, But it wasn't one of those big ones. Um, I love that cartoon. Well, it's not a cartoon, is it? It's it's a photograph. You've got two of those those chocolate bunny rabbits. One's had its ear bitten off, and the other ones going. What uh, the other ones had its bum bitten off, and one's going. My bum hurts. The other one's going. What? <laughs> anyway, um,
0: uh, I have some this- breaking. I'm sorry. I have yeah. some breaking news here. Uh, this is out of CNN, so take it for what it's worth. and The only reason I'm bringing it up is because uh, this is what we were talking about. Uh, U.S. officials have said to CNN that the U.S. is considering sending U.S. Navy warships into the Black Sea in a show of support for Ukraine. Russia is deploying additional naval assets into the Black Sea for exercises. The U.S. is currently discussing the Russian military buildup with with NATO allies and have detected more Russian troops on the border with Ukraine than at any time since 2014. Intelligence flights have increased to keep track of naval and ground movements.
1: That's great that's great if that's what they are doing and if they're genuine in their, their intent, but I strongly, tell. I strongly doubt it. Time will tell us a fine movie. I, I, I highly recommend that everyone should go and Google time will tell, uh, not Google look, look for it on YouTube and, uh, and have a watch <laughs> of it. It's only 15 minutes long. There's a really handsome bloke who plays a sergeant in it. Um, and a sniper and a sniper. Uh, so anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch, if, they are deploying warships to uh, the Black Sea and they are massing NATO units from the West to push East. Great. We're in for a massive war. It's going to be horrible. Good luck, everybody. Can what I ask be- a question? Yeah, what? What have you just had shoved
2: down your throat for a year? COVID. Right. So that's coming to an end. Right cold flu season's on its
0: way out. Warm weather's coming. So, so, next so now it, we've got another event. You've yep. got the World War
2: III. But what's going to yeah. go on underneath it all? Oh, they'll, this they'll is be... going to headline it for whatever. So what mass, are
1: the... Mass conscription, um, rationing. No, but um, what, hang on. These things that you're talking
2: about, yeah, that you've uh, done thousands of podcasts over or whatever about the actual government situation of pushing through their agenda What's the best way to push agendas through and not be noticed? To give it cover. Create another massive thing. Yeah. 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 That might not or might come to something.
3: Yeah. Something Mm -hmm. else to keep in mind as well. Um, Many of the administration, uh, the the, um, employees, if you will, the bureaucrats, their previous job was with a weapons development and production company. I forget which company it was specifically. It just so happens that they still have a lot of stock and say in those companies. So it, you know, would not that it would benefit them at all. You know, going into war and having their companies' stocks skyrocket. You know, because the Government does dealings with them or anything. You know, well, nothing, th- nothing th- like that's that that's well. nothing
1: new. That's 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 quite very recent. Um, yeah, in nineteen ninety ninety one, Iraq was on its knees. His army was beaten, and instead of pressing on and effecting the regime change, then the United Nations decided that we weren't allowed to go and do that. Instead, the region, the whole Middle Eastern region was kept fearful for the next 10 years, during which time we sold so much hardware to Mm -hmm. the UAE, to Qatar, to Bahrain, to Saudi, and all of those people made more and more money. If Desert Storm had carried on and we'd have fought that war then, it would have been done with a lot less loss of life, And the insurgency wouldn't have happened. The Arab Spring wouldn't have happened. Daesh and ISIS wouldn't have happened. So all of these things, they're linked. Oh, yeah. It's as a plan. Again, if we can see it, why can't everybody else? I'll tell you why everyone else can't see it, because they haven't got perhaps the insider insight that some of us have got. And generation after generation has, has been dumbed down and are just ready to accept whatever the mass media says. And the medias they're all owned by a very few number of people. And it's their narrative at the time that they want us to hear it that we are hearing. And who's pulling their strings?
3: the World Bank. To add a little bit more kind of on what you're talking there, uh, we've mentioned before the Civil Society 2.0 in the past, which was created by Hillary Clinton under the Obama administration. And maintained um, and run by George Soros. Yeah. That was one of the um, systems that was in place that helped spur the uh, the uh, Arab Spring and some of these other riots and uh, regime changes that we've seen over the years. It, it basically, the, the program basically taught Classes online to show how to uh, effectively do those kind of things, um, which is one of the reasons. If you if you look back on some of the groups and some of the organizations um, that were involved, they were getting training from this civil society 2.0. So it's not it's not a Democrat or Republican thing here in America. It's not either side. They're both guilty of the same thing. It's Mm -hmm. they're they're the same party, just a different mask.
1: When when colonialism ended. Uh, basically at the decree of the, the United Nations, they said, you're going to give everybody their countries back and you can't be that powerful and we're going to keep you in check and so on and so forth. It still went on. It just went on in other forms. That program that you described was because your government at the time, the Obama administration, couldn't work with the leaders of those countries. So you get the people to oust those leaders and you support someone who you will be able to work with at a later date. We did the same thing in the United Arab Emirates. At the time, the man we could most likely to work with was Sheikh Zayed, Khali- uh, Zayed Al-Nayan. And we basically helped him assassinate all of his main rivals whilst maintaining a power base. And our special forces were involved in it. And that country's only about 47 years old now, something like that. So but it all, wasn't that long ago. But you've mentioned before that they all now work together.
0: So they've got all the, all the royal families working together, right? I mean, and it's, it's, a,
1: it's a very fine balance. If, if, you, if you're just talking within the UAE, yes, you've got your seven emirates, and each of those emirates has its own royal family. But the al-Nayan family in Abu Dhabi are the ones who, who rule overall. And it's well, I think fun. you'll probably find out that most of the others are in debt to them in some way or another. Oh, they are. I mean, yeah. the, the Mac Tombs in Dubai that are building. the. It was called the Bur Dubai, the yeah. big, the tallest building in the world. It's now called the Burj Khalifa or Burka, Burj Khalifa. That is a beautiful because, building. I have to say. Because, I've had coffee underneath it with Ned. Actually, it's it's, it's <laughs> a place. big fountain, massive fountain. You just takes
2: you take you start taking things as a matter of fact when you do all sorts of things.
1: Yeah, so I, bit, I have done I have done a lot. I've, I've been rather privileged in the amount of travel and places and, and things I've done. But the point I was trying to make is that the fine balance is there only because the Al Niyans in Abu Dhabi have to distribute the top jobs around the country, including the military jobs, equally between the other emirates whilst maintaining overall control. Yeah. And so that everyone seems to be getting their fair share, and, and it seems to work. But again, they used to be called the Trucial states, and they were all independent states, and there, and there were, I think there were 12 of them. There were 12 tribes, basically, and that boiled down to seven in the end under the control of one. But it was colonialism by other means. They were still our allies. They were still our friends because we picked someone who we could work with in the future and put them into power. And America has done it all the time. We've done it. And other countries, France, have done it in in their places of interest in North Africa, in Algeria, in Tunisia, and, and so on. So everyone's still doing it. But it's,
3: it's not in the open. It's all supposed to be thinly veiled. Colonialism, though, going in and taking, usurping land like that, going in, for lack of a better word, that's traditionally human, right? I mean, if you look in history, that's what, Yeah, it, it's what, what's happened throughout human history. You, you go in, conquer, and take their land. That's just, you know, it, it's part of the... Go to big you for your own space and expand. But,
1: but yeah. what, what comes with with those takeovers as bloody and un pleasant as they may be, is that the the conquering nation brings its technology, brings its infrastructure, brings its law. And, you know, I I think it was a, a long, long time ago, I'm talking centuries ago, when the idea of just taking over some land and enslaving the people kind of died out. It was realised such a bad idea because it couldn't work because you always had then that enemy within, and every time yeah. you expand your borders or increase your, you know, your um, empire, uh, you have to increase the size of your army. What you You're don't want to be fighting ha- a war, yeah, exactly. yeah, and what you don't want to be doing is fighting a war on the inside. So. Now you, we still do that. It's happening again. There's war upon war inside countries, faction upon faction who disagree, who feel that they've got. You know, the rough you end know the stick. funny
2: thing. The funny thing about it all is, yeah, the people want to make billions and millions, and obviously whoever's made the billions out of the COVID that works, they'll be on to their next step, whether it's financing a war somewhere or. Hang on, we'll have a shout about the greenhouse gases again, and we'll go whatever. We'll we'll go for something big. But no matter what happens, all that money is digital. It doesn't really exist. And they're fighting over something which is outdated, and eventually it will be. They just haven't seen the light yet. They're just fighting a wrong ballpark because they think it will give them power.
0: Well, they need something to distract the populations from their failing policies too. So, I mean, they, they know that historically and traditionally when you have nations that are in conflict, that's why this is probably going to be their next play with what's going on in uh, uh, in the buildup of Ukraine. And by the way, this is also breaking. Russia has pulled 10 of their Caspian Sea naval landing ships and moved them to the Black Sea. So yeah, um, that, could, that, that could get really interesting. But- when you have conflicts like this, when you have national conflicts and you you get yourself into a war footing in countries, what's going on right now? Governments in the west, the governments that we have, they're hated. They're unpopular, aren't they? They're 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 really not doing too well. They're they're not batting a thousand when it comes to credibility. Nowhere near it. The covid thing's falling apart. As you said, they need to switch. So what are they doing? They're going back to as what you just said, traditionally for them not for the people, but for them, what works. When you have nations in conflicts, it's well known that people will rally behind their
1: governments at that point, and they will try and regain support from that conflict. we got Margaret Thatcher another four years for the Falklands, Ronald Reagan and Grenada. Uh, that was a bit of a laugh, wasn't it? A great film, though. Yeah. Heartbreak Bridge. What a film. Yeah, they they, they do it all the time. They use... We the people, because we're the the dispensable ones, we're the disposable ones. And I can't remember whether it was Napoleon or Wellington said that a country's army must be made up of its dross, of its debris, because it it needs to be expendable.
2: You you just did a quote, yeah, and I I thought a more interesting quote came to mind. That I mean, Einstein was accused of saying this, but he said, insanity is... Doing the same, doing the thing. same thing again yeah. and again and trying to find a different result. Yeah, hoping for a different
1: outcome. Yeah,
2: that's right. I but mean-
1: what you said about the money, it, actually the money is real, um, but it's not. it's not really money. It's control, it's influence, and it's... You're spot on. It's all digital. It's all just ones and noughts on a computer somewhere that said this. Says this. What happens? I mean, what happens ideally if some nasty little hacker comes along
2: that is uh, Asperger's genius type thing and crashes the lot? I'd be That would be pretty
0: really interesting. That's not you it? know something that's not out of the realm of possibility here. Uh, and the reason the reason that I say that is because you've got the likes of Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum talking about coming cyber pandemics so yes, and i've I
1: have mentioned in the past that the next terrible thing to, to be would be a massive cyber attack yeah. where everything becomes crashed
0: yeah I, i've got that clip here if you'd like for me to play it yeah
1: go on because you see how close my, <laughs> okay. my impression was. all right okay here it is but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen In this respect, as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic.
0: He's literally saying it. Yeah, so he's he's also...
2: what, he, what he's actually saying is, we need to have control of the internet and everything else. Yeah, yeah, that is what he's actually saying. We need to have control of it all because we're the good boys.
3: No, you're not. Yeah, he, he's saying, he's saying all this with his high backed black chair and his white cat sitting in his lap. Yeah, yeah so he's got his <laughs> cat with a diamond Boy, necklace. Another white yeah. cat.
1: In fact, we're probably going about this this whole thing the wrong way because if if that's their next step, which is this using of the internet and everybody's use of the internet we just need to uh you know tell normal blokes that their search history will become public knowledge and um, uh, well of course it
0: is facebook just had 500 million plus accounts hacked Uh, and i'm talking personal information dobs
1: phone numbers addresses a lot well what, why do you think you keep getting these telephone calls from we're in in the uk they're coming from mobile numbers claiming to be the inland revenue and that you owe this much and oh yeah press or, one to talk to yeah, one yeah, of yeah. us yeah you just, no, just thank you. Up straight away or, or the <laughs> other ones that got this robot girl on the other end who eventually after you said hello a couple of times she'll say hello and then that's when you hang up because the rest of it is probably costing you a fortune. Somebody somewhere is selling this stuff and it, it's under the guise of organized crime. But you can't tell me that the agencies that we've got in place and the amount of digital surveillance going on, that those agencies can't immediately trace those. Hang on. Are think- you actually referring to the Democrat? party as organized crime well in my humble opinion that's exactly what they are yes <laughs> um but then again so are elements of the republican party anywhere yep. where you've got yep. a two horse race it's very easy to fix that race isn't it uh, yeah definitely and they're trying to yeah. do it even more so you can give one some amphetamine to make it run faster if johnny leaves any after all that reading he's been doing lately and the other one you you feed it extra porridge so it runs slower. he's a hero and he is a hero. He's a he's a gym hero. Hero. I had to go to war twice, and I still I'm still not a hero. Great. I, I need to get down to the gym. Obviously, I won't put my titles on it. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you guys want to yeah. toss around? Or you, no? You're I, good? Th- I think we've had a good chat. It's
2: been I, yeah, I just want to say or reiterate the one thing: big things that go on in the world are a little smokescreen for what's continuing underneath. And I think that's what we
1: need to get a cho- keep a choke on. You know what I mean? I'm, not, I'm sure he but, means check. He's not talking about... Choke, it. strangling it. <laughs> He's not talking about cutting the carotid artery off or anything like that.
0: Yeah, sleep it. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, gentlemen, it has been a fascinating conversation. I love having you guys on because it means I don't have to talk so much. So it's nice when uh, when the two of you come on. Uh, and I, I really enjoy uh, sitting down, having a nice level-headed conversation when I don't have to sit up here and my blood pressure gets all out of control and and I'm shouting and and screaming and all that stuff but I'm sure the listener gets a kick out of it but um, yeah so uh been great having you guys on we're promoting our telegram channel in the interim uh Bruce and I are going to be on the exclusive tomorrow so those of you who are subscribed to us on telegram you will be able to get that the two of you are welcome to join if you like it'll be the usual time it's entirely up to you it's entirely up to you but that's an open invitation we Thank will be you. doing our um, exclusive uh, tomorrow and again that will go out to our telegram subscribers so if those who have not subscribed to us on telegram get over there get signed up to us and uh, search for us when you get there search for dynamic independence for our public Channel will pop right up and click join. You'll be subscribed to us there. You get all of our content we put out here every day. And you also get an exclusive podcast we put out once a week. And you'll also get to see crazy videos and stuff that we post up about like Extinction Rebellion showing up at Barclays HQ with hammers and chisels and smashing
1: out windows. That was fantastic, wasn't it, Marty? I particularly like the way that they color coordinated the hammers and chisels. They had sort of vibrant purples, lilacs, and lime greens, handles on the hammers and the chisels. And I was particularly impressed with the rather large um, gentleman that was, um, you know, the security guard, uh, just walking up and down, (laughs) talking on his (laughs) walkie-talkie, you know, on, on his little VHF set, Doing absolutely nothing to stop them. There's a meme going around with uh, a, a reporter with a camera, uh, sorry, a, a reporter and a cameraman. And she goes, No, wait, as the Antifa stroke BLM, insert your own useful idiot here, runs towards the police with a pickaxe. And then when he's running back, and the police are then chasing him, that's when the picture gets taken. Yeah. So um, that's that's typical. Yeah. All of these, all of these uh, people who caused the criminal damage to Barclays, which you know, banks are not your friend. Barclays probably have got a lot of blood on their hands, in my humble opinion. My opinion only. So, so most banks. But at the end of the day, these are people that are walking up and committing crime. On camera, in the middle of London, and the response just wasn't quick enough. They managed to smash most of the glass on the front of that building, and there's quite Mm -hmm. a lot of glass on the front of that building. But they did have beautifully color-coordinated hammer and chisel set. So so well done. That'd and be an astute
0: hope- observation if you had a degree in fashion design, for example. Um, you can get one of those, apparently. You can, you can. Someone actually walked into my office one day and it's, yeah, long story. Long story. Okay. I'm, I'm reviewing, uh, I was working on a case that I'd spent 18 months building. And as I'm sitting there going over surveillance footage and stuff like that, someone is giving them a tour, walking them around. And as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm kind of like half paying attention to the person. I'm half paying attention to the the surveillance footage because I'm burning a, a DVD to take to court for testimony. And I hear the woman say, oh my God. And I say, what? And she says, I, I, I said, what, did, did I miss something? And she says, look at this. I said, what? And she points to someone on the surveillance footage. And I said, what about them? I said, they don't even match. i turned around and i just i I got up i walked in the next room and i said mike get this woman out of my office get get her out of here i don't have time for this
1: i I also know someone who is um quite high up in the fashion police and they're currently working on prosecuting and incarcerating anyone found wearing socks and open-toed sandals Okay. All right. Yeah, we should, we should wind it up there. Yeah, we're we're going to wind it up. <laughs> what about what about Crocs?
0: What? no no no, we're not going to
1: get it. No, you you know what the holes in Crocs are for, don't you? No. It's for your dignity to run out. <laughs> all right, I'll have to remember that. I don't own
0: any, so I'm not interested in them. But anyway, all right. Um, but yes, do get signed up to us on our Telegram channel so you can follow us and uh, all of our antics. And you can even get a good, healthy conversation going with Marty. Uh, he does like the uh, the feedback in the comment sections, don't you?
1: Yeah, I, I don't post videos. I don't post other people's work. But if anyone's got any questions that they want to direct, directly to me, I will always answer because I'm that vain. And we do have a discussion group uh, open as well, and you're welcome to join that. Uh, also, you can also
0: reach out to us anytime you'd like via email at tips@dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that will do it for today. I want to thank each one of you for being here today. It's been a real pleasure as always. We will not be here tomorrow tomorrow. tomorrow because it is the weekend for us however we will be on the exclusive so if you're not signed up to us on telegram do get over there get signed up so you can get that extra content everyone have a great weekend and we will see all of you next week unless you're listening to us on the exclusive in which case we will see you tomorrow good night gentlemen good night